Welcome to the Newtown Bees Buzzcast. I'm Eliza Halibeck with my co-anchor, John Foquette. Get in-depth local reporting every week in our print edition and access breaking Newtown news, along with heavy traffic alerts at newtownbee.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Stay tuned for a roundup of this week's top news and interviews with local officials about the June 4th vote for the school district's 2013-14 spending plan. Now here's the buzz for the week ending May 31st, 2013. Those awaiting the release of the long-awaited public investigatory report on the criminal actions of Adam Lanza, who shot and killed 28 people, including himself, in Sandy Hook last December 14th, likely will need to wait somewhat longer than initially thought, possibly until October. State Police Spokesman Lieutenant J. Paul Vance said May 29th the release of that report sometime in June is unlikely, with its disclosure coming at some point later. Lieutenant Vance declined to say when that might be. After the police investigation is complete, it will be sent to Danbury State's attorney, Stephen J. Sedansky III, who would then write a public report on the case. Before any information is made public, state police plan to discuss the results of their probe with the survivors of those killed by Lanza, according to Lieutenant Vance. Following an executive session, Wednesday, May 29th, the Board of Education voted to hire Thomas Einhorn to be principal at Newtown Middle School and Anne Uberti to be principal at Reed Intermediate School. According to a release from the school district, Mr. Einhorn is currently the acting principal of Hall High School in West Hartford and Ms. Uberti is currently principal at Thomaston Center School in Thomaston. The decision came only eight days after the school board voted to hire Kathleen Gombos, the current principal at RNT Johnson School in Bethel, as the new principal for Sandy Hook School, and Timothy Napolitano, who currently teaches at Reed Intermediate School, as assistant principal for Sandy Hook School. The Board of Trustees of Newtown's C.H. Booth Library announced this week that Sean R. Fields has been selected as the new library director as of July 1st. The search for a new director began last fall after longtime director Janet Wojcik announced that she intended to retire June 30th. Mr. Fields is a resident of Oxford, who has served as the director of Huntington Branch Library in Shelton since January 2008. He is also the author of several books, including An Introduction to Staff Development in Academic Libraries, published in 2009. Sandy Hook Center has a new Christmas tree. Crews began working before 8 a.m. on Friday, May 24th, and by 11 a.m., the 32-foot Norway spruce was in the ground. The tree is in front of the building at 2 Riverside Road, to the immediate west of a brand-new retaining wall and sidewalk, both recently installed as part of the Sandy Hook Streetscape project. Project foreman Rob Manna, the owner of LRM, worked with Planter's Choice Nursery to find the perfect tree for the new location. The tree that has been used for the past 11 years has been outgrowing its location and has also had health issues in recent years. Located within the glen, the old tree will remain in place for the time being, however. (music) 
My co-anchor, John Boquette, sat down with a number of local officials this week to discuss the upcoming June 4th referendum on the school district's 2013-14 proposed spending plan. We've been invited in to speak with First Selectman Pat Lodra today about uh, issues regarding the budget. And Pat, I guess, so uh, you know, we'd like to start off with just uh, your general thoughts about what you're asking uh, the taxpayers to uh, cover in terms of now the education budget, since the town budget has already been passed. And uh, also, if you would uh, speak to probably uh, what is the largest uh, potential grant coming into the community, which is the serve grant, uh, which was applied for by the school district. Uh, good morning. Yes, thank you very much, John. Uh, first of all, let me express my appreciation to the community that the municipal budget uh, passed at the second referendum. Uh, I'm very appreciative of that, understanding full well that we're asking our taxpayers to carry ever more of that burden. Um, we're working very hard to try to find cost savings and efficiencies, and um, you know, I, I hope the community trusts that we are good stewards of, of those resources. Uh, but we find ourselves in very, uh, very unusual circumstances this year. So I'm asking two things. One, that the community go out and vote for that third referendum. Always. We're always looking to increase our voter, popular, voter participation. Secondly, that the voters uh, support the school budget. Uh, the, this is the third referendum. Uh, the budget has been modified each time uh, in its, uh, as it's been reviewed by the government uh, levels, including the Board of Ed. The original superintendent's request was 6.54%. Currently, it is at 3.93% year over year, having been just reduced again by the Legislative Council. Uh, I would want to point out that the serve grant that we just received, we just got notification last week that we have been successful, in, um, in receiving the CERB grant, there's a one-year commitment. It's a multi-year multi grant, but we have received commitment so far for the first year of that grant. There's nothing in that grant that will offset any of the operational requests in the Board of Education budget. They're totally separate. Uh, they we're hoping that the CERB grant provides us with the mental health supports and the additional um, supports, even, even some school security supports uh, that we will need going forward, uh, but those items are not duplicative of what's in the Board of Education budget. Um, there's some unusual uh, circumstances that the town and school district are facing because of what happened to us on December 14. Uh, we're asking truly that the community um, evidence some faith in our future and confidence by investing in our school system. It's my personal commitment uh, and, and conviction uh, that, that our community needs to thrive and grow. We need to be vibrant and dynamic. We need to be able to compete in the marketplace. All of those uh, conditions, I think, are directly related to our ability to evidence uh, investment in our future and also a commitment to continuing educational excellence. So I find those are inextricably involved, and I want the community to hear that and recognize that and be willing to risk with us that investment in the future. It, it hasn't been discussed a lot, but uh, there there is still quite a gray area in terms of what the state will be helping the town support, both on the town side and, and perhaps even more relevantly on the school side. Yes, absolutely. Uh, as long as we're talking about the state, let me point out that in the last three or four budgets, uh, we each year we receive less uh, money, fewer resources from the state. Uh, I think the difference uh, now, if, if I look back four years, is about $3.5 million less that we're receiving 
from, from the state support. So we've had to fill that gap uh, using local resources and, and funding efficiency, which, which we have done. Uh, there are two major things we've done. One is the self-insurance. The other is moving to a common platform for financial resources. Um, the going forward, we're going to need uh, the state to be our, our partner in helping us, uh, again, respond uh, to what happened to us on December 14. We're looking at some significant resources needed for building our school. Uh, the state has promised to be our partner. I'm expecting that that will happen. Um, but in the meantime, we still need the local, we have a local struggle of getting a budget in place so that we have operational costs that can be met for the school program. And that's the issue that's directly in front of us today. Also, a number of officials uh, I, I've asked to speak to this. Uh, I, I'd like you to actually speak to uh, local residents and taxpayers about uh, some of what you're hearing in terms of confusion or uh, frustration over the uh, what, I, what I've described as sort of like uh, a, a, an asteroid coming out of left field at the worst possible time, the revaluation. Sure. Uh, there's a five-year reval policy and protocol in the state of Connecticut. Uh, so uh, we are obligated to conduct that reval this year, which we did do. Uh, so the, the revaluation is, is based off the platform that was created five years ago. So when you do a five-year look back, we know that property values have decreased over that five-year span of time. We fully expected that we were going to find that. In fact, that is exactly what we found. Uh, the tipping point is 23%. If your property values decrease by 23% or more, uh, that means that you are paying the same taxes or less than you were last year. If your property values did not decrease by 23% or more, then you would pay the same or more taxes uh, next year in your property values. So the, the effect of the reval was to, to redo that landscape. Uh, great burden was shifted to the commercial uh, enterprises, uh, properties in this reval, and also to the higher end homes that hadn't lost the value as much as some of the more medium uh, priced homes. So it reestablishes that platform for financial uh, health for the community. So about 50% of our homes uh, are going to pay the same or less taxa in taxation. 50%, including the commercial properties, will pay the same or more. Uh, so I would encourage everyone to go on the town website and find that link uh, that allows you to track what your increased taxation will be or decreased taxation uh, under the reval. Uh, it's very available. It's a PDF document. It's easy to navigate. So I would encourage everyone to do that so that you have clear information about where you stand relative to the taxation. And I imagine the most important message is no matter how people feel about the budget, it's getting the numbers out to the polls. That's correct. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, please, uh, please vote. And again, my ask to you is that you uh, vote in support of the school budget. I think it's important that we get that budget in place so that we're able to continue on this journey that we have to kind of restore our vibrancy and our health as a community. We're visiting with Selectman James Gaston, also Borough Warden here in the Borough of Newtown. Uh, Mr. Gaston, uh, let's talk a little bit about your feelings about this third round school district budget coming up. Um, well, good morning, and um, thank you for allowing me to share a few of uh, uh, a few minutes and discuss the education budget. Uh, we all appreciate uh, a few years, the past year years, we've been seeing some trying economic times. 
We've also been impacted by uh, the deeply tragic event that occurred on 12-14, um, some much more than others. Um, and we also need to have a town, when we think about this budget, that is safe and that people want to live in and people want to move to. Now, both the town and the education budgets have addressed these important issues, as well as many other essential factors. Um, the education budget contains funds for needs, not necessarily wants, but for needs. Um, uh, as a selectman, uh, let me thank uh, the voters for the confidence that they've supported um, in, uh, and exhibited in us in, in voting yes and approving the town budget uh, with the small reduction. I ask you now to do the same for the education budget and vote yes to approve it. Um, unfortunately, it has not remained intact as much as the, the town budget. Um, the Board of Education budget, or the education budget, uh, has been significantly cut um, after the votes by more than a million dollars. And to paraphrase Dr. Reed, it would be a grave affair if this third education budget failed. Briefly, let me share with you um, the important planning that goes on, both on the town and which should go on on the education side. Each year on the town side, we attempt to contribute a long-term uh, reserve plan that, um, yes, gets used for fire trucks, um, and paying for fire trucks in the future, public works equipment in the future, turf for the athletic fields, and, and this is an important planning process. In other words, instead of socking it to the Newtown taxpayers all at one time for a 300000 or a $1.5 or $2 million project, um, creating uh, large bubbles in the budget, we try to smooth it out or balance it. Um, in other words, we attempt to plan so it doesn't overwhelm the taxpayer all in one year. A few years ago, uh, former State Representative Chris Liddy was actually able to get legislation passed in the General Assembly that uh, would allow the education side to do the same type of planning. Unfortunately, um, the education side hasn't been able to, uh, to implement that because of the past Spartan budgets. Um, but these are wise uh, planning tools which um, need to go forward. Um, unfortunately, um, although we need a school budget that's able to implement such wise planning, um, this budget uh, before us, um, the one that you'll vote on, um, doesn't have that, those funding plans. Um, they actually have been cut. So we have a very Spartan budget now that simply contains money for safety, patch jobs of long overdue structural repair needs, and fixed costs. Now, will this education budget move us forward? Perhaps marginally, at least it isn't a step backwards. Our surrounding communities have passed budgets of comparable percentages, and our community of the past has uh, responsibly funded Blue Ribbon Education. Let's us assume that same responsibility. I encourage you to study the issues, call elected officials if you have questions, call the Office of the Superintendent of Schools if you have questions, call the Selectman's Office if you have questions, and please be sure to vote uh, at the middle school. Um, I'll hope you vote yes for the education, and thank you again for your time. Now, uh, Mr. Gaston, quickly, uh, in, the, in the last minute or so that we have left, can you talk a little bit about a, one or two of the main themes that have been coming across your desk or through your phone or emails from constituents, whether they be here in the borough or uh, anywhere across town? 
Are there any specific themes emerging in terms of concerns? One common question that we have um, is why is there an increase in the budget when um, the enrollments are, are, are dropping? Um, the answer to that is because there isn't a, a linear equation with respect to whether there's an increase in students. In other words, there's not a dollar-for-dollar dollar increase if, if the number of students is going up because you don't have to go out, for example, and buy a new teacher if there are 21 or as opposed to 22 students in a class. Likewise, it's the same way going down. If there's 22, 21 children in the class instead of, uh, you know, uh, instead of 22 or 23, you don't um, let you don't lay off a teacher for that, or you don't reduce the size. So it's it's not a linear equation. Also, um, there are unfunded mandates which have been which have been uh, passed, and there are, uh, there are additional requirements um, which the state is imposing, which which cost money. So um, you know the, the natural inflation rate, the the additional requirements of state and federal government as well as the fact that it's not a linear equation. And we've been Spartan in the past, and now some of these structural uh, uh, projects, they have to be done. It may be patchwork, um, and we're not planning long term, but um, these have to be addressed as well. So that's, that's why there's that increase. Now we're here with Board of Education Chairman Debbie Lideline talking a little bit about uh, implications of the CERV grant applications. Uh, Debbie? Thanks for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about where the district stands going into this uh, third round uh, school budget referendum. Well, the most important thing is that last week the district received news that the phase one of the CERV grant had been approved for $1.3 million and that this CERV grant comes from the Department of Education and it's put together to address the needs that the school district will have going forward as a result of December 14th. Um, the monies will go to host a wide variety of services for the district and the children. Um, it will include um, a project recovery director, um, social workers for each of the elementary schools, guidance counselors, and also school psychologists. And we currently have within our school system uh, several agencies that have been assisting. We have the Clifford Beers um, uh, Guidance Center, we have the Yale uh, Child Trauma Center um, who have been working, and also the Wellmore Behavioral Specialists um, who have been working within the other six Newtown Public Schools. Um, the, the first two that I mentioned have been working specifically at Sandy Hook School. Um, and the idea with this um, serve grant monies is that these are monies that will address uh, monies that have been spent previously to address the needs uh, that are directly associated with the December 14th and uh, needs that will arise in the coming school year. Uh, need to make it clear that none of these monies are currently in the school budget. So this $1.3 million is in addition to the budget. This does not mean that $1.3 million can be taken from what the Board of Education is currently asking for. Uh, the district could not add those monies into the budget as that would be supplanting the budget and that is not allowed uh, based on the requirements of uh, uh, applying for this grant. Um, so uh, again, I want to make it clear that this money is not then to be removed from the budget. None of these items that are going to be paid for by this grant could be found in this current year's budget.
like to also give you an opportunity to uh, speak to the voters and taxpayers of Newtown regarding the upcoming referendum. It's very important that going forward that Newtown taxpayers uh, support education in this community. Um, the school district is, is looking at some reductions to our budget, some that we have found through uh, a, a decrease in what was originally um, projected to be the cost of some contracts that have come in lower and uh, by agreeing to uh, look at how we fund our technology and our buildings and grounds uh, going forward. Um, however, without the public support and without the public voting yes for this budget, uh, we'll be required to make some cuts which will affect our programs going forward. So we need voters to go out and to support education in our community and to vote yes for this budget. And in regard to district facilities and technology, uh, essentially the district is at the point now where uh, it's it's losing ground in both its its building maintenance and its uh, ability to uh, keep up with uh, changing software, hardware, and things like that. Well, we've had very little, if any, in the our building and grounds and technology budgets budgets in the last several years. Um, we're behind in what we've been able to do with regard to uh, repairs to our buildings and with regard to p replacing obsolete machinery within our schools. Um, we've been very uh, willing to work with um, the other boards in town to look at how we're funding our technology and look at how we're funding our building and grounds. But in order to, to go uh, with that new plan, uh, we have to have the funding in order to get a, get a solid base started. And if um, we do not pass this next referendum, we're in jeopardy of losing that solid base. So essentially this year's upcoming budget will reflect the infusion of some additional capital or some additional money to uh, create a new foundation upon which you can then uh, uh, move forward with uh, a multi-year plan for uh, phasing in and upgrading. Right, we, we definitely like to do that, and I, I think that the board is on, on target with doing that. However, uh, you know, we as a board have to discuss where the reductions to the increase are going to come from, and uh, in the past, it, those have been two areas that have been um, reduced as a, as a, we have not wanted to reduce programs. We're with Board of Finance Chairman John Quartz, uh, talking a little bit about the budget. John, uh, the issue of school security was uh, obviously paramount on the minds of uh, virtually all town officials, uh, but the Board of Finance, uh, having acted uh, early on on the budget, uh, took some uh, unprecedented steps to ensure that uh, no matter what happens with eventual grant outcomes, that the town would uh, have uh, enough put aside to address primary security concerns. Yeah, the um, the issue of security for uh, this year's budget was in fact unprecedented, and the the manner in which we went about it is that we found ourselves with a budget that didn't have any of the security um, uh, issues addressed and we needed to add money to the budget to do that. We weren't really quite sure exactly what that would look like, and it seems to be changing fairly dramatically, but we did know that the paramount um, goal that we should have had and did have at the time was to make sure that there was enough money in there 
to be able to ad address the security concerns no matter what the future uh, were to bring. Um, and in doing so, uh, we added enough money to accommodate that. Uh, further action by the council reduced it slightly for uh, prudent reasons, um, but the bottom line is that we needed to add it at that point. We did to make sure that we could address all the security concerns um, uh, for, for the elementary schools and all the schools in general. And this uh, work that you are doing is evidence of uh, also a, uh, a level of uh, cooperation and communication amongst uh, many members of the board, uh, of the boards, uh, at least the lead town boards, from selectmen to board of education to your board of finance and the council. Yeah, for a number of years um, now, uh, in, in my experience with government, uh, there's been a tremendous amount of cooperation amongst uh, all of the major boards. It's been a lot easier um, to move forward on a lot of items, and then we have the tragedy, um, and all of that uh, uh, carried forward, you know, tenfold after that. But um, to answer your question specifically, or your, your point specifically, um, the amount of working together between the Council, Board of Finance, Board of Education, Board of Selectmen is, um, has been absolutely nothing short of remarkable. And in terms of uh, other issues that are of paramount concern going into this third round Board of Education budget is a, um, a boost in the amount of uh, money that is currently being allocated for building maintenance and technology. Uh, this is something that your board obviously took up early on in the process and, and uh, uh, voted to, uh, to move on through to the first referendum. Yeah, there's no doubt that times have been um, really, really difficult uh, for everybody in town. Um, one of the things that we tried to address uh, a little bit differently, or at least recommended, that the Board of Education consider, which I think is their game plan as we speak, is that uh, a lot of the investment in technology and the maintenance in our buildings has been scaled back dramatically and postponed dramatically. The suggestion that the Board of Finance make is that every year they present us with the next five-year window and what they plan on spending each year. And we actually made a suggestion that they take that five-year number and kind of divide it by five and do a little bit each year, not all alike what the town has been doing for the last four years. Because those issues do need to be addressed. You do need to take care of your buildings. You do need to replace uh, the technology. And um, we believe, and uh, in concert and working with the Board of Education, that that can be attained by doing um, those small amounts each and every year over the next five years. But the important part is, is that um, the budget where it stands now is in jeopardy of not allowing that to go forward. And at some point, uh, if we haven't reached it already, you there's a point of no return when it comes to your buildings and your technology. Uh, what goes hand in hand with that is the ability to work with the new leadership, particularly uh, at the school district. Did you want to speak a little bit to uh, to that process? You talking about John? Um, well, I've been fortunate enough to, to have uh, a really good relationship uh, and working relationship with John back when he was the superintendent. Um, and uh, he made a comment about the fact that um, it's not necessarily how much money you have, it's, it's how you spend the money that you do have. And I couldn't agree more. Um, it's been a mantra for the Board of Finance for, you know, since we started. And um, I have a tremendous amount of uh, uh, confidence in, in John and being able to steer us in the right direction, um, make difficult decisions, but most importantly, be able to sit down at the table and discuss 
the pushes and pulls that go on in a budget, and um, that's how you solve problems. And uh, I have a tremendous amount of confidence in John and being able to show us the right way. Any message for the voters? Uh, just that um, there's a lot of moving parts this year. You know, there's budgets in difficult times. There's the tragedy, which you know obviously has uh, been the biggest issue that the town has faced in, in, uh, since we've probably been around. Um, there's reval, uh, all of which pale in comparison, but um, a lot of this stuff is on people's minds. I would very, very much encourage people that if you had any questions to call the town or call your elected representative, um, or more importantly, go to the town's website, especially when it comes to reval. Um, not everybody's taxes are going up, even though the budget is increasing, and the only the best way to determine how that affects you directly is to look your own property up online and get the answer for yourself. We're speaking with Jeff Capisi, Chairman of the Legislative Council. Uh, Jeff, thanks for uh, spending a few minutes talking about the upcoming third round uh, Board of Education budget. Uh, you were uh, challenged by uh, some folks at the final uh, council meeting where you uh, and uh, fellow council members voted to uh, send this uh, third round budget forward. And uh, it, it seemed at that point that uh, advocacy or at least uh, support for uh, getting the vote out was of critical importance to you. Yes, uh, there were many people, members of the public, as well as elected officials who were encouraging uh, members of the council and other public officials to advocate for people to go out to vote, and I do encourage everyone to vote. I am supporting this budget. I voted for it in, at the council. Uh, we did reduce the request by $300,000. Uh, John Reed, Dr. Reed, uh, is a very respected uh, man in town. He has taken over the position of acting superintendent, and uh, I think everybody, uh, he spoke at our meeting and said that it was going to be a difficult year recovering from uh, December 14th, but he would do his best to steward tax dollars wisely, and I have every confidence in him that he will be able to do that, and he will spend the money uh, where it's needed and not uh, in any other ways uh, post-December uh, 14th tragedy. Are you, are, are you hearing any uh, specific concerns from constituents in your district or as you move about town that, uh, that you'd like to uh, talk about specifically before the voters head out for this uh, third round uh, school budget next week? Sure, there is an increase in the amount that is being uh, appropriated or suggested appropriation in this budget to the Board of Ed. I do support it. I, it is an increase, but I do think uh, with the investments they're going to make in capital and technology, it'll help to reduce future increases in those departments going forward. It will also, uh, everybody's um, budget, this budget will impact everybody differently with regard to reval. Uh, as others have suggested, we need to check our check the uh, town website to make sure we know how uh, the budget is impacting or reval is impacting everyone's property. I was speaking with a neighbor over the weekend who didn't even didn't realize that he was getting a tax uh, reduction, and uh, he was a little bit comforted in the fact that uh, that his taxes were not going up this year. Excellent. Anything else for the uh, voting public or members uh, of the uh, 
of the uh, Newtown uh, residents, I should say, uh, regarding the upcoming budget? Sure. I just encourage everyone to go out to vote, uh, regardless of whether you support it or not. I am supporting this vote. I will be going and voting yes on next Tuesday. We're here with Catherine Fetrick of the Legislative Council. Uh, she's also chair of the Education Committee on the Council. Uh, uh, Catherine, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your feelings about getting out the vote for this third round education budget. Well, I think it's really important to go and support your town by going out and voting, you know, however you feel about the budget, but I, I think it's important to vote for the budget. Um, I think that um, it, voting in your your local election it, or your local referendum is the most important thing that you can do. It's the, the most way you can affect your community, um, either supporting or not supporting the budget. I personally support this budget. I did advocate for the $300,000 reduction, um, but that was as a result of a, of a failed referendum. And I think it's important to pass this budget. We have lots of costs that we may not know that we're going to have in the in the next upcoming year it's going to be you know the they're still having difficulties at sandy hook school the children and the staff and i think we need to support them um, we have children moving on to the reed school and they're going to need to be supported at reed uh, so these are things that we're dealing with that we haven't dealt with in the past and we need to have the funding available to um, be able to work with them in the upcoming year and you know future years. Um, I would uh, strongly advocate to support the budget. A lot of uh, a lot of unknowns uh, that come with a price tag for uh, uh, not just uh, the uh, ones immediately uh, exposed to the Sandy Hook tragedy, but uh, children and families throughout the district. Uh, obviously, uh, and uh, opportunities to vote are not limited exclusively to the day of the referendum. Correct. Um, absentee ballots are available now, and I believe they're available next Saturday at the uh, town clerk's office. Uh, so I encourage you, if you're not going to be in town for the day of the vote, or you're not going to be there during the day, to um, go to the town clerk's office and apply for an absentee ballot. Um, every vote counts. Uh, as Marianne said, it, it went um, failed by 52 votes last time. Um, and I would also say that, you know, John Reed, he's been, he is somebody that we can trust to do the right thing. He's been at Sandy Hook since the day this happened, and he's been helping within that school, and he knows those kids. He knows what needs to be done at least initially, and how important this is. And it was so important that he spent every day since the tragedy at Sandy Hook. And we're lucky to have him, and we, sh we need to put our trust in him. John Luquette with the New Town B, talking with Legislative Council Vice Chair Mary Ann Jacob. Uh, Mary Ann, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, speak with the residents and taxpayers of Newtown tonight and the Thank B. You, uh, one of the things that we've been hearing about is either the lack of understanding or confusion uh, that is occurring because of the revaluation uh, hitting at a point when home values are, are still somewhat in a uh, in a downtrend. Uh, this is obviously affecting almost every property owner in town to some degree, but I know you wanted to uh, 
uh, try to help people understand how they could go about uh, getting accurate information uh, on what their liability is. Um, yeah, thank you, John. I, I think when people hear about the increase in the budget and the corresponding um, increase in the mill rate this year without having any hard facts about how that affects them personally, they're shocked at the number and think, oh my gosh, my taxes must be going up a lot. And there are people whose taxes are going up, but I think it's important for every single um, homeowner to go and find out exactly what the answer is because many, many residents are taxes are going down. And so if you'd like, I, I thought we could mm -hmm. walk people through how to do that. Sure. So um, basically they're just going to www.newtown-ct.gov and this is the screen that they will see. Right. So this is the home page and if you scroll down to the bottom here, there's this box that says check your tax decrease or increase. Mm -hmm. And if you click on it, it's an alphabetical street listing of every property, every residential property in Newtown, and it shows the old value and the new value and the proposed taxes and whether that's an increase or a decrease. And if you if you scroll through, it's interesting, you know, like Alder Lane, as an example, every single house on Alder Lane is having a decrease. Um, there's a lot of properties, you know, this one has a $1.78 increase. Um, this, most of this street, Alpine Drive, has decreases. So I think everybody needs to... Um, go here and find out what it is so that they can make an informed decision about how how the tax increase or decrease impacts them as a family. You also had some other thoughts uh, regarding uh, the budget process and particularly trying to get as many people out to vote uh, no matter what they're voting for. Yeah, I, you know, years and years of um, advocacy that I've done uh, personally and through PTAs and uh, since I've been on the Legislative Council, you know, we know that every single vote counts. and. Um, it's a difficult year in Newtown. People have a lot of things on their mind, but I would encourage every taxpayer to get out and vote. The education budget failed by only 52 votes last time, and um, I'm sure there's more than 52 people who meant to vote and their day got in the way. So please make sure you go out and vote. Make sure every eligible voter in your house gets out to vote, and vote yes. We need to get this budget passed. It's an important year for us to support education. And are there any other issues that are cropping up in the community that you're being confronted with, either by constituents or in your circles of friends that you want to touch upon uh, for the purpose of this uh, report? Uh, you know, I think you know, I think people are concerned about money being spent, whether or not uh, the rebuilding of Sandy Hook School, as an example, is included in this budget or in this vote, and it's not. Um, some people are worried that. Uh, or, or think that some of the money we've just gotten in grants ought to be reduced from our budget and that money has nothing to do with it. I think you've heard some of that from some of the other elected officials that you've spoken to, but we need the money in this budget um, and education needs this money to take care of all of the various um, um, costs that they have incurred since 1214 that aren't going to be covered by grants. They need to make sure that um, they're taking care of their buildings and grounds as well as technology needs, and we need to support education. It's important. You've been listening to the Newtown Bees Buzzcast for the week ending May 31st, 2013. Don't forget to read and subscribe to the Newtown Bees print edition, to follow us at newtownbee.com, and on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Eliza Halibeck. Talk to you next week.